From Harney's Cayman, I'm Nick Hoffman, Managing Partner of the Cayman Office, and you're listening to The Cayman Lawyer. Thank you for joining us for this Harney's podcast. My name is Charles Moore, and I'm counsel in Harney's Cayman Private Wealth Team. I'm joined by my colleague, Henry Mander, who is the Global Head of Trusts and Private Wealth at Harney's. We're going to be providing our listeners with our top 10 takeaway points or tips for dealing with reserve power trusts. Before we get to those top 10 tips, I'm going to ask Henry to set the context for reserve power trusts in Cayman. Thanks very much, Charlie. I'm very pleased to join you today on this podcast. My mother always told me I had a great face for podcasts. Anyway, just to set the scene, what are reserve power trusts? Essentially, they are trusts where powers which are typically conferred on a trustee are instead conferred on the settlor or other power holders within the structure. Why are they used? They've developed over the last 20 to 30 years, initially because of international finance centers looking to attract clients from non-common law jurisdictions and civil law clients being unfamiliar with the trust concept, wishing to take advantage of the asset protection and state planning options of a trust, but not willing to take on the loss of control, which uh, establishment of a trust typically would lead to. So instead, these trusts were brought about so that the advantages of the trust could be enjoyed by the clients while not giving up all the control over the management of the assets held in the trust. The Cayman legislation for reserve power trust was introduced in the late 90s and remains in similar form now. It was drafted very well in the form of a statutory presumption that ensures that a trust remains valid under Cayman law, notwithstanding the reservation of certain powers away from the trustee in a codified list that's set out in the statute. The common uses of reserve power trust vary hugely, but it's one obvious observation is that from when they were first introduced, it was very much at the reason of clients who perhaps did not understand trust fully, wishing to retain as much control as possible. Whereas now they are used for highly bespoke structures that we see commonly in Cayman, where there are a number of power holders involved in a structure and where it's about appropriate allocation of responsibility between those power holders. Obviously, in some cases, it's not appropriate for a trustee to be fully responsible for investment decisions over a large operating business. And instead, having others responsible for that function works very well. So with that in mind, let's move on to our top 10 Thank you, Henry. Well, coming in at number one, it will of course be fact specific, but as a general principle, the safest approach is to reserve only the powers that are absolutely necessary for the set law in question. And new in at number two, pot pickers, is to ensure that notwithstanding the fact that a jurisdiction like Cayman has excellent statutory provisions for reserve power trusts, it's also very important for the advisors to research and understand that where the assets are situated and where the beneficiaries are held, the courts in those jurisdictions would also uphold the um, provisions of the trust. Three, any offshore structure is only as good as it is treated onshore. The set law needs to have a good team of offshore and onshore counsel to make the structure as bespoke and tailored as appropriate. The old adage, measure twice, cut once. And number four, it's very important where possible that the powers reserved to a settlor or another are always drafted as being expressly fiduciary in the trust deed, such that they can only be exercised in the best interests of the beneficiaries of the trust and are not purely personal powers for the settlor or the others. Number five, another general rule is retaining a negative power to consent or withhold consent is likely to be safer than positive powers. 
And number six, in advising a settler who's considering reserve power trust, it's very important that he understands that a power to revoke the trust or indeed a general power of appointment over the trust property may carry risks and reduce the asset protection available. Indeed, case law has shown that a power to revoke a trust is tantamount to ownership. And if the settler does become in financial difficulty, it is possible that the creditor would be able to obtain an order from a court that he is obliged to exercise his power of revocation such that the assets of the trust are available for distribution to the creditor. Number seven, if a settlor retains a fixed beneficial interest in trust property, such property will generally be available to creditors in enforcement proceedings. Number eight, we can't underestimate the importance of stress testing the structure both prior to implementation and after establishment at periodic intervals. It's very important that all advisors involved realistically consider the potential challenges that might be brought by creditors or others and how the trust would fare in such circumstances. Number nine, reserved powers are generally not a panacea for a settlor who has serious reservations about settling his assets and trust. I would suggest that they are simply one way to help a nervous settler become comfortable that he or she can retain some influence over the administration of the trust after it is settled. We as advisors still need to explain the essentials of a trust to a settlor before he or she signs on the dotted line, and it should be made clear what limited involvement he or she will be entitled to. Otherwise, the set law risks undermining the careful structuring paid for. And finally, at number 10, reserve power trusts are an excellent structure for holding unique or exotic type assets. By reserving the responsibility of investments away from a trustee and instead to investment committee, reserve power trusts can be fantastic for holding family heirlooms, operating businesses, or indeed to promote a more environmentally based investment approach to the trust assets. Thank you, Henry. Uh, there we have our top 10 takeaway points and tips for dealing with reserve power trusts in Cayman. We hope that was useful for our listeners.